So here's the thing about pain, right? You kind of need it to build a company. You need to be in psychological agony for a prolonged and extended period of your life, right? Ideally, late teen or early 20s years, the best time to do it. Because in my opinion, that's the point at which you begin to build your worldview. If the genesis and the initial conditions that precede your life, 17 to really probably about 25, if you can condition your mind to love pain in the sense where you are meeting resistance with effort to manifest uh, an unpleasant suboptimal emotion <laughs> you're like you're not happy basically and that's necessary because if you can do that in these early years then you still have the ability to do that in spite of any neural solidification right so we know that neuroplasticity exists where your brain can change your brain can move it's essentially malleable however it becomes harder to, to mold it and change it and move it around and stuff past the age of 25 and so there's one thing that you want to lock into your paradigm it's the ability to meet resistance with effort and actually just sit in pain if you can't do that then the rest of your life is going to be miserable because <laughs> here's the thing you have to pick your pain you can either be in pain from doing the work to build a successful company or you can be in the pain of having to sit in a delusion knowing that you don't deserve success and that you're unhappy with your life. Would you rather the pain of being broke and desperate and not getting what you want or the pain of actually building a meaningful, sustainable company and enterprise? And so whenever I'm putting myself through the work, whenever I'm putting myself through the ringer with, you know, something that I have to do, whether it's like building Easy Grow, for example, or making cold calls or doing sales calls or things that I don't want to do, I ask myself, well, what's the alternative to this? If I don't do this, then I'm going to be in way more pain, significantly more pain than I could possibly imagine because I don't think there's much more more painful than regret. <laughs> that would really suck. And like what I've learned about pain is that over time, your body and mind adapts to it so that it doesn't feel painful anymore. And this is true more so with your body than anything you know, you've only got to like do something painful for like 30 days. And then by day 30, you'll find that it's nowhere near as difficult to do. And it, you register far less suffering, like mental suffering through that thing than you did initially. Prime example, cold plunging, right? I've been doing it now for my well, best part of like 10 days straight, 15 minute sauna, 10 minute cold plunge. The sauna is fucking brutal. Much prefer the cold to the, the help. So I'm in the sauna for like 15 minutes fucking steam like water thing just making it as hot as I possibly can to the point where like your ears sting and your nose sting is horrible but when I first started doing that like you know two weeks ago um that first session I was like I'm gonna fucking die <laughs> I was like I was like in the sauna I was like I'm gonna fucking die and then in the in the cold plunge I was like I'm gonna die and I was just like I got out the cold plunge and I, I looked like I had fucking I fucking paraplegic mate I just did not look well right and it took my body like two hours to warm itself back up um did it again this morning and it's just like it's nothing to me and it's just it gets so much easier with time and that's how your brain works is your brain doesn't like pain. It doesn't want to sit in pain. It doesn't want to feel pain. The brain has an inbuilt mechanism to kill pain. And what I mean by that, not kill pain in the sense that remove it, but it numbs itself. When you're making hundreds of cold calls every day, once that becomes a habit, and once you've done that for a couple of months or a couple of weeks, you're still not going to want to do the activity, but you're no longer going to register like the serious neurotic emotions associated with the act of exposing your 
self to potential rejection and success. The other thing, you've got fear and then you've got pain. So fear is like not wanting to experience the pain and pain is actually sitting in the thing that hurts. You've got these two things you need to balance because often facing the pain is actually just facing the fear because the sitting in the pain is a lot, tends to be a lot easier than actually initiating the action that creates the pain in the first place. Well, the initiation of the action requires you to just basically register the fear and actually do it anyway. But sitting in it is easier, in my opinion at least, because I think it's easier to sit in the cold plunge for 10 minutes than it is to actually get yourself in there in the first place, right? Because your brain and body knows what to expect. But you have this numbing ability and it gets easier with time. If you're doing things that you need to do to grow your company right now and you're meeting effort or resistance to create pain so that you deserve to be successful, the more you do this, the tougher you become. And I don't think it's the case that like the activity gets any easier. It's just more down to the fact that you get tougher. And that is a wonderful thing. You know, I I derive a lot of my personal meaning in life and I really get a lot of fulfillment from basically just getting tougher. You know, doing things that I don't want to do and doing them really well anyway. Example, I was in the sauna this morning and then I put like, you know, five scoops of water on the thing go and sit down and I'm like, oh, that's fucking horrible. And then two minutes later, my my mind starts asking, like my mind starts saying like, okay, well, why don't we get out now? Or let's check the time and see how much time is left on the time. It just starts creating this bullshit. And what I've conditioned myself to do is every time my mind makes up some sort of fucking excuse or tries to delude me into getting out of the sauna before the time is up, what I do is I go and put more water on the thing. And so what I'm doing essentially is conditioning my brain to associate weakness with more pain. Because then what that does is it hacks your brain. Because over time your brain learns, okay, if I kick up a fuss here, if I try and stop Charlie from doing what he's gonna do, then he's gonna give me more suffering. Like if you have a pain tolerance that is high and like a a high psychological pain threshold for meeting that displeasant experience and that feeling that comes as a result of meeting resistance with your own will and with your own effort you can dude you can rule the fucking world man the only real thing that differentiates successful people from unsuccessful people is the ability to withstand pain now are there going to be other instances like conscientiousness and intelligence yes there are other things that are common that you know differentiate those two types of people but for me I can't help but shake the suspicion that everything you've ever wanted and more lies on the other side of one to two years of suffering. In in conjunction with that statement, I'd also add this. The pain comes from your current sense of self, right? So here's the thing about you. You have an identity. You have a solidified sense of self and persona, right? You have a character. You believe you are who you are. And if you want to grow and become successful, you, it, that requires you to reform your identity and step into the shoes of someone that you're currently not. And that's where imposter syndrome comes from. So pain can be something like imposter syndrome or in general, just suffering, right? In general, let's say that your identity has always been, you're just a skinny person, you're lanky. And that's what you've always been known as. That's what you already are. If, if you try to partake in behavior that by the nature of that behavior is out of alignment with your current identity and sense of self, then you're going to experience a lot more pain in doing so because you don't like your sense of self, the current sense of self you have is like a parasite. It doesn't want its host to die, right? You have to imagine this is exactly how it works, not parasite virus. Your identity is a virus. In order for for the virus to survive, right, which is this sense of self or this current identity, the perception of you has to stay the same. Because if 
the identity is Skinny Lanky Charlie, right? Please don't start calling me that. You can if you want. I won't really bother me. But if the identity is Skinny Lanky Charlie, right? Or that's the virus, then the identity has to be acting in conjunction with that. So I've had this before, but I've, dude, the amount of times I've tried to bulk, I, can't, I could count it on, on more than two hands, right? And now I've finally broken the wheel, so to speak, where I'm actually consistently eating 4,000 calories a day. Trust me, it's not fun, but... I'm reshaping my identity. So I'm starting to look at myself and being like, Charlie Morgan is, is a big motherfucker. Now that I'm reshaping that, like, it's painful. So I find, I'm finding it, like, hard. I'm still doing it. But, like, I'm finding it painful because, like, it's out of alignment with who I am to overeat and to eat more food than I'm used to and to not do as much cardio as I usually do. And, like, all of these behaviors are so out of alignment with my 25 years of conditioning on this planet that is creating pain and resistance. But the only way to reform your identity and reshape your sense of self and therefore reform your belief systems, your thoughts, and then your actions, because everything is upstream of your identity, right? You've got, like, realistically how this works is success is cause and effect, right? Success is you taking in actions to create reactions, which ultimately you know, other thing you want. Well, really at the top, right, we have actions, right? And we have cause and effect. And then below that cause and effect, we have thoughts because what creates action, thought creates action. Below thoughts, we have beliefs. You know, what creates the thought that creates the action? Well, it's a belief, it's a belief system. Well, what creates the belief? Well, that's the paradigm, right? Paradigm is the perception or the way that you're actually seeing the thing in which you're operating in. And then what creates the paradigm is the identity. And then what creates the identity is the conditioning. And so what we can do if we first principle this through and we, we use Socratic reasoning to actually ask why and get to the bottom of the damn thing, what we find is that our conditioning, right, which is basically who have we told ourselves we are? Who, like, who? Who are we? Who are you? It's just all you are is the person you think you are. Your identity and your sense of self doesn't really exist. And that's a very chaotic and unsettling and on, sometimes even, you know, neurosis inducing statement to accept because who you you aren't really anyone except from the person that you believe you are and so the great thing about that is you can interject your con with your consciousness and you can actually start to change your conditioning and if you go to the root cause of this and if you start to see yourself as someone that is completely out of alignment with who you currently are if you stay persistent with that belief and you have a good enough reason he has a why can barely how so i can give you um, a perfect example of this so i'm starting as of me recording this you might watch this a little later i'm starting a mass market personal brand right for young dudes who basically are broke weak and are suffering unnecessarily because they haven't got any guidance right and so i want to do that but here's the thing is men don't follow weak men so I can't be showing up on these videos telling people how to fix their lives and how to do self-improvement and shit like that and how to actually become someone great if I'm weak, right? If, if, I'm, if I'm not disciplined and if I haven't got every aspect of my life done. Because dude, I can tell you, for the most part, like 80% of my life, I'm pretty fucking dialed in. Business-wise, mindset-wise, health-wise, etc. But then the only thing, if I'm lacking is the, the body and that, that that big sort of fucking frame. It doesn't matter. Look at All you've got to do is look at basically every single successful male influencer that is respected and you find one common denominator. They're fucking shredded. You look at Gadget, you look at Hamza, you look at Chris Williamson, Joe Rogan, even Andrew Huberman. It, but any of these like fucking legends, right? These big dudes, 
that are influencers and the common denominator is they all take great care of their health. They've got these great bodies. Because what you can do is you can rent a Lamborghini, you can fake a Stripe screenshot, you can pay girls to hang around you, you can rent houses to make it look like you're successful. The one thing you cannot fake or rent is a fit, healthy, lean physique, right? That's the one thing that, in my opinion, builds the most respect. So coming back to the point of earlier, in order for me to build this mass market personal brand and to do it properly, I have to sacrifice my current identity. I can't be the, you know, person I've always been at like, you know, 75 kilos and then going to the gym and then like not bulking because I don't like it because it ruins my mental state, right? I can't do that anymore. It's not what is required of me. And so your goals will set demands for who you have to be in order for you to achieve them. Goals by their nature are transcendental. And what that means is that when you set a goal, you have to grow to the goal. So you can either set your goal based on your current character or you can create who you want to become and set your goal against that. So most people's goal setting is limited and constrained by the by the chains of their identity. Because if I'm setting my goals and I say I want to be a mass market influencer for young men, I know immediately by setting that goal that it requires me to become someone else, right? It requires me to lose myself, to quote Eminem, and to reform and reshape my identity um, to align with the needs and desires of that market. Goals are transcendental by nature. And so you can set your goal in alignment with who you currently are, or you can set who you need to be in alignment with your goal. And that's a way better way to do it. Because if you constrain yourself to your identity, then all you're, you're never really going to grow or become anything else. And that the secret to it all is pain. The thing that sits at the bottom of it is pain. Because it's painful to change yourself. And it's painful to lose your identity and to have a temporarily turbulent psychological condition where you're stepping into the shoes of one person and leaving the shoes of another. And that other person is the shoes you've been wearing for years and years on end. And it's all you've ever known. And that, that stage between, you know, states of identity, right? Where like, for example, me right now, I'm transitioning my part of my identity being someone who's like, I'm, I'm like relatively lean and like, I don't have like a bad body, but like, I'm not big if that makes sense. And transitioning from that to someone who is large and has like, you know, big delts and all that shit. Like it's going to take a long time to get there, but it's not comfortable, right? It's not settling and it requires you to just sit through pain, but it will be done because in order for me to achieve my goals, I have to do it, right? I've done this enough times over and over again in business. I now know the drill. You know, another example, I used to hate sales calls. Um, another example, I used to, I used to, I did not want to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> this is a, this is a true story, man. Like when I was building my first company, I was like, oh, YouTube's a waste of time. Like I don't want to do YouTube because it wasn't in alignment with my identity. I mean, I was very, I was relatively articulate so I could explain myself well, which I think helped. But you know, I was, I didn't really want to start YouTube. I just wanted to sit behind a screen and just build things. And then I set the goal of making a million dollars a month. I thought to myself, well, okay, if I want to do that, then I'm probably going to have to have a YouTube channel for my company. Um, and lo and behold, I had to, and you know, I had to just reshape my identity. And so you have to be willing at every stage of your life to perform ecstasies, which basically means to shed skin, right? Shout out to any Flume fans that know that song. You know, to shed your skin, to accept that who you are may need to die and to kill parts of you off so that new parts of you can grow. And that's how you do it because business growth is personal growth in disguise. And I truly believe that, that the biggest jumps you have in your company 
or the biggest jumps you have in your career or your health or whatever will come from jumps in your identity from where you've basically looked at part of yourself and said that part of myself no longer serves my ability to accomplish this goal blah 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 I hope you get the point right it's important. Like I said, if you can learn to do this before you get to your 30s, you will play life on easy mode for the rest of your life. If you can learn how to do this, because it's a skill, something that you learn over time, if you, like I tell from as someone who can, as someone who's been able to do this, you know, multiple dozens of times over probably at this point, like just picking up random skills or like, you know, another example, I've always, I'll give you another example I'm doing right now. I've always found history boring, right? And I've never been a huge history fan, but I've realized that um, I want to build a um, empire, right? I want to build a huge, like successful stream of companies. What better way to do that than to learn from history and the most successful empires in the world? So right now I'm reading up on the Roman Empire, behavior that I would never, ever have partaken in before. But it comes back to this, you know, sense of prudence and duty towards your objective. You set the goal, right? And then you, from that goal, you need to then define like, what actions do I need to take? What is going to get me there? And you don't want to filter that question through what can I already do? Or what am I interested in? Or what would I like to do, right? Never, ever Try to achieve your goal in the way you want to achieve your goal. Achieve your goal in the best and most prudent and efficient way possible, even if it's out of alignment with your current identity. Now, obviously, it has to fit inside of your value system. You know, if I have to, if to build an empire, right, or to build a billion pound company, which is essentially the same thing, right? That's what I mean by build an empire. But if I want to build a business empire, um, if that requires me to traffic humans, sell cocaine and um, kill people, I'm not going to do it, right? So, you know, obviously there's, parts of my identity that are so solid that you don't want to change and that's your value system right and my opinion on this is once you've defined your values and what's really important to you you shouldn't really budge on shit like that because like if if you for example right now value honesty which is something that I value if I have to always be dishonest now there is going to be times and places where I'm going to have to be dishonest and tell white lies and deceive and stuff like this but if I have to shift my identity towards someone who is dishonest, I'm not going to do that because, well, that's how you commit suicide <laughs> is when you, you just basically like you lose. You don't want to like I don't like the word lose yourself because I think you need to lose yourself and change yourself and switch your identity. But when you lose your value system, when you lose that core sort of, you know, Polaris star that really drives you, then you're in some real trouble because if we don't have our values, then really we're just animals, right? And animals tend to not have a very good time on this planet, as I'm sure you're aware. So yeah, I'm, I'm reading up on history. And I've, I haven't done that for a long time since school, because it's necessary. You know, I might be reading and it might be painful because I'm like, oh, this isn't me. But that's the point. Because if it was me, then it wouldn't, I would already have the goal. <clears throat> if I was already the person that could make 100 million a year, I already would be. And so, you know, I was like, I looked at myself and I was like, how do I need to change myself to achieve this goal? This is what people don't understand about goals is you don't try to achieve a goal. You try to achieve an identity and then you let enough time elapse and the goal will manifest. So we don't achieve goals, we achieve characters. And it's through the accomplishment of the character and enough time elapsing that the goal naturally manifests. People don't get this. People think that like they're trying to achieve a goal. And then when they, and then when they basically try to like achieve the goal, they start to realize that they have to do things and behave in a way that is out of alignment with themselves. And then they naturally give up because they're like, oh, uh, 
it just wasn't meant to be and everything happens for a reason and oh yeah I didn't do the bulking thing because I just it didn't really feel like me goals when they manifest are parts of you unconscious parts of you screaming for more and so it's kind of impossible to set a goal without part of you wanting that so technically that is you it's just who you could be it's the potential that could come to fruition which is an interesting thought I didn't really have anywhere I was going with that it's just a completely unscripted rant but I hope you found it useful if you need more clients, there's a link in the description. Full transparency, don't click it if you're not prepared to be pitched because there's a video of me explaining my product. So if you need more clients, you can check it out, but maybe you don't feel like you want to be pitched today. So you don't have to click it, it's fine. Subscribe if you're new. Thank you.